0: Bush and Richie here with another edition of your Daily Takeaway and uh, feast your ears on Richie's tiny, tiny little voice. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I would say my voice is at around about 35% uh, capacity at the moment, which is uh, why uh, I'm at home and uh, Bush is in the studio for this. Uh, but I'm in the home office, uh, which is obviously shared with my wife. Uh, so there's stuff of hers around here. What, What would you imagine, Bush, is... Toning Essence, I've got a bottle here there's a fluid, it's like a spray it says Toning Essence Essential Mist Tonic without alcohol. I don't even know what it's meant to be for.
0: Do you know what? It's so weird you should mention this because just this morning before the show I've been into Covent Garden with my eldest daughter Erin who's getting into all this stuff and we've been to like some kind of beauty shops where you've gone in there and there's like 15 bottles, everything's 35, 40 quid upwards so, you've gone into one of these shops where there's 15 bottles in there, these beauty shops. Everything's like 40 quid or above. And there's stuff in there like face jelly, lots of the word serum in there. Um, and the weird thing is, when you buy it, you don't just get it handed over the counter. You go and stand in another room and it comes down on like a little uh, like mechanical conveyor belt with a Wow! Hook. It's a wow. different world. It's a different world, all this stuff.
1: I think we need to leave the world of radio and we need to get into the world of beauty.
0: That's it. We need a side hustle. This is it.
2: The Daily Takeaway... Bush and Richie's Daily
1: Takeaway. We are back together, kind of. It's Bush and Richie.
0: Hey, good to be back. Uh, a, a couple of days off uh, Easter break with my eldest daughter, who uh, the Easter break just continues for her because we've been in London, obviously, before the show today. Uh, Richie, she's been to Five Guys. Uh, we took her to Five Guys a bit earlier on, so she's had a burger and everything as well. Has Erin? She's a lucky girl. She's a lucky girl. And kids these days don't know they're born, to use a phrase from a nan. However, right, I mean, I love Five Guys. I haven't been there for a long time. It's like a, a gorgeous old-school American burger diner place great burgers but the bit I love the most about Five Guys isn't just the burgers I embarrassingly love the drink machine more than anything else on this planet Uh, and I mean it's not it's not like I guess it's not like a next generation bit of tech it's just it's a machine that's touchscreen you put your cup under it you pay for probably more than you would normally pay for a drink but you can have as many as you want and you press all the buttons, and you can have whatever, pretty much any drink in the world, can't you, Richie, with the Five Guys I machine? love it,
1: I love it. Th- my favourite thing about it is that you can choose flat versions of all the normal fizzy things, so I love getting a flat Fanta orange. Brilliant, Simple so you, as
0: that. you select a thing that would be a cause of, otherwise be a cause of complaint for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's very me. But but I put it on Twitter earlier on, just extolling the virtues of these machines, where you press a button, you can have whatever drink you want. And and, and again, I don't, I don't think this is the case, that's why I feel like we need to talk, to a, talk about it at the beginning of home time this evening, but just getting a little ripple back from some people that there might be a bit of mixing of soft drinks going on. Again, I don't make any accusations because I'm sure it's not true. Um, But is this something you might have heard of before where people mix, like, a famous soft drink with a different famous soft drink and make a kind of drink out of it? Can't be the case, can it?
1: Do you know what? They, I can understand that people would be doing it with that machine. You've got the opportunity to just mix whatever you want, but it's never crossed my mind. But I used to do it as a kid, but you could do it as an adult with that machine.
0: Well, let's let's just see what happens, because there's a few people coming in with like names of drinks they've made up because of cross, crossing the streams, to use a Ghostbusters phrase uh, for soft drinks. So look, if this is a thing that you do, and again, when, there's no judgment here. There's a judgment-free environment.
1: Uh, Tal says, surely we have all had a spranter at some point. Oh. This is like a quiz trying to work out what it is so that is obviously a Sprite and a Fanta I'm trying oh. that
0: that sounds great no no don't Richie don't encourage this behaviour come on this is this is wrong you've already admitted earlier on that uh, you go to the Five Guys machine and get flat versions of f- <laughs> famous drinks
1: <laughs> I love the way that they call it still they call it still Fanta it's flat but I love it
0: uh, Matt says my son turns into Tom Cruise there's a good cultural reference for the kids there uh, <laughs> from Cocktail when he sees one of these machines and here we go this is just in now from the official Twitter account of five guys the restaurant chain themselves and this is outrageous they say guys mixing coke and peach Fanta is next level. Tom says finally a confession, others mix their soft drinks at dispensers coke plus Fanta equals mezzo mix A German Spezi, (laughs) S-P-E-Z-I, orange Coke drink that you can't get over here. What's that about? (laughs) Uh, Christoph says he's been
1: doing it for ages. Uh, Equal parts, orange and apple and blackcurrant squash, dilute it to taste, also known as the Megamix.
0: This is outrageous. Well, let's uh, go to the phones and say hi to Joanna. Joanna, tell everybody what drink it is that you've created. So
2: it's Dr. Funter. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, so That's an easy one to work
1: out.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the orange Fanta, of course.
0: Oh, right, you're not an animal, um, of course. When, when did this no, first course, come about? Yeah. When did you first think of mixing the streams of Dr Pepper and Fanta, which is an outrageous thing?
2: Um, I was about... Oh God, I think I was about ten. OK. Um, so it was a good, like... <laughs>
0: All right, and, and is this... Because I mean, we're talking about those machines where you press the buttons. Did you do this on a machine that you press the buttons, or did you? is this you just pouring drinks into a glass like an alchemist at home?
2: Um, well, it was actually because um, I've got an older brother, and um, he used to absolutely, absolutely terrorise me as a child. Um, and what had happened was he had actually said, ''Oh, will you go make me a drink?'' Um, and we used to, like, prank each other. We used to put, like, salt in my... Uh, so I mixed the two together, and turns out he actually liked it. So it kind of backfired on me, to be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and is this something that you still do now, now that it's easier to do with machines to mix it for you?
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, it, it doesn't seem quite as socially acceptable as Um But, yeah, I still do it if no-one's watching. <laughs>
0: OK, and what what is your line of work, uh, Joanna, if you don't mind us saying?
2: I, I'm a civil servant.
0: OK, and secretly, behind the scenes, you're mixing Fanta and Dr Pepper.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Emma Jones from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show has tweeted just this second to get involved in the debate and asks, who is going to Five Guys and not getting a milkshake? Classic Emma Jones uh, <laughs> foods take on this. You can't have a milkshake after you've had a burger and chips and all that malarkey, then surely, can you? I did
1: it once. I did it once, and there is no denying. As uh, along with the fine burgers, they do mighty fine milkshakes. But I only ever had both at the same time once, and uh, yeah, that was an episode. Do
0: you? Know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna say when Emma's back off maternity leave, she needs to get involved in the pro-eating circuit. I guess yeah, still yeah. have a big career there. <laughs> Let's get back on point, though, here. We're talking about people mixing their soft drinks at those dispensing machines you get in burger places or, uh, you know, restaurants. Did you, you mix two soft drinks together? Tell us about it.
1: Uh, Kerry's emailed you can email us hometownonabsolutradio.co.uk back in the 80s we used to mix port with bitter lemon to make an alcoholic vimto wow. don't knock it until you've
0: tried it that sounds like the, the origin story for cheeky vimto uh, yeah. someone <laughs> needs to clarify that one uh, it's Briley on Twitter says this is another person talking about a thing called Spezzy. uh Coke and Fanta sounds like a secret police force Mark says listen to this listen to this he has and this is unbelievable milk and and full-fat Coke, 50-50. He says it's lovely.
1: Milk and And full-fat Coke. Coke. Oh. Robert, what are you
0: doing? Uh, Well, go to Pizza Hut. I uh, I usually end up mixing the Cokes and Pepsi flavours all in one. Oh, Robert, Robert, Robert. Robert.
1: Now, now, this is interesting. Um, I'm I'm quite partial to a Pepsi. I've got no problem with Coca-Cola, but it's probably the way that I would lean. But what I have never, ever done is just mixed a Coke and a Pepsi
0: together. That has blown my mind. It's, It's actually quite nice. And how, how is that? Because obviously, you know, there, there, was, there was that kind of Pepsi and Coke taste test from the 80s and they've always been kind of like arch-nemeses slightly and, you know, about crossing the streams in Ghostbusters. What happens when you throw Pepsi and Coca-Cola together?
1: Nothing much, really. It's just, just like different flavours all in one. That's it. Coke <laughs> <laughs> C
0: <Coke-see>. Yeah. <laughs> I got serious for a second, then, but, yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, buddy. That's all right. Take care. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Now, we
1: obviously haven't uh, seen each other uh, for uh, a good couple of weeks. Fair bit of holiday catching up on uh, for us both to do. I need to ask you a question. Do you think there is a more annoying electronic noise than a pair of hair straighteners bleeping that they're ready to use?
0: (laughs) Joe, you've got a point with those things because I'm incredibly scared of them. They're always in our house, about your house, they're always left on the floor heating up to 3000 degrees and it it just is so triggering for like a panic of fire
1: Um, I I think for me it was the very specific thing that I was in a hotel room and those hair straighteners are going off Uh, and for me the sound that I hear isn't saying the hair straighteners are ready to use it's a sound that's saying we're still sat here and we haven't gone out yet (laughs) and I think that's what's really quite irritating about it because when you're at home you're not necessarily in the same room as the time as those uh, hair straighteners are going off you're probably downstairs pacing around waiting to go out so yeah I reckon That is one of the most annoying electronic noises, that very, very needy little... (laughs)
0: That little noise it makes. Do you know what? I feel bad for I bad for some you know electronic items because obviously someone's invented that and they've probably yeah. thought well, let's see well let's help people let's, let's let the uh, let the straighteners have like a smart intelligence and and warn the user and tell the user when they're up to speed and ready to go so they're not stood there waiting for it a watch pot never boils and all that kind of stuff but then down the line something's changed and now people hate it for that noise like for example in our house uh, I always forget to plug the baby monitor in. So I'll get get downstairs and we're watching Married at First Sight Australia, and the first thing I always hear is beep beep which means it's running out of battery and I've got to go back upstairs again and plug the damn thing in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's a
1: message in there that you're, you're not looking after uh, the little life and in fact watching Married at First Sight Australia. That's uh, a question that you need to ask yourself anyway. Um, what is the most annoying electronic noise people coming in with? Are the ones that are getting their goats? Selena says people on buses WhatsApping who have the alert on full blast. Oh. Uh, there is a specific type of WhatsApp that really irritates me, and that is the the person that types a line and then hits return instead of full stop. I'd rather get one great big paragraph than about six WhatsApps, all with the
0: tone going off. Oh, is that my other half K? You've been texting you then, is she? <laughs> oh, no, is she one of them. That's what she does. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a girl thing, but quite a few of my female friends do the same thing. where they do a line, return, send that line, return, send that as well. So it's <laughs> your phone's going off like you won the lottery or something. It's just them saying, "Can you get some milk on the way home?" So again, again, you know, we can confirm this via people getting in touch on the Home Time Show. I just want to chuck in another annoying electrical noise as well. Uh, I feel like we're hammering phones a bit, but it, but it, they're, they're one of the biggest culprits with this. People who leave their ketones on. ketones oh. in 2022. Unless you're yeah. like a Nana or grandma or whatever, or granddad, you shouldn't have ketones on in 2022. Thank you very much.
1: I speak directly to the phone manufacturers. Make the factory default tone off. Yes. Hear, here. Uh, Vicky says my boyfriend has a charger that he uses for his scaffolding drill. It sounds like a circus song. I think it's called Entrance of the Gladiators. It's fun to hear the first time, but every day it's a bit too much,
0: guys. That can't be for real. What, it plays a song when it's ready to go. If you're a scaffolder or you work in the trade and, and this is a thing, do confirm it for us because that's, that's unbelievable, 8, 12, 15. Toffee Dean says... Uh, um, my microwave, if it isn't opened immediately when it finishes cooking, it keeps beeping to remind you it's so annoying. <laughs> uh, Hannah, what's the sound?
2: So every time I'm cooking, I switch the extractor fan on to get rid of the fumes and I feel myself getting increasingly stressed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so is your, uh, your extractor fan got an electronic beeping noise then?
2: No, it's got no extra- it's got no beeping noise. It's just it goes, and then literally I can feel myself getting more and more stressed.
0: Do you know what? Do you know what I think might be the the, the the real crux of this now, now that the energy prices have gone through the roof, so you know that it's like a quid a minute with these things. You know, if you if you if you're sucking, you know, a cooked chip smell out of your kitchen with this massive yeah. whirring noise, it's probably a yeah. pound or two a minute. That's that's freaking you out as well, isn't it, Hannah?
2: Exactly. Anna? That's not helping. And I can I can feel my blood boiling as
1: I'm cooking. Hey, I- <laughs> I- I'm wondering whether this could be a bit of a Martin Lewis energy hack here. Would a Hoover not do the same thing?
2: It would, it definitely would. (laughs) I'll hoover at the same time, shall I?
1: No, please, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sean says it's kind of mechanical when you hear the motor grind in the vacuum cleaner when you accidentally suck up the doormat. (laughs) I'm not saying
0: that's electronic, but it is an annoying noise, Sean. Uh, Listen to this one. The ring doorbell notification tone. When my partner leaves for work in his van in the morning, because there is a van zone, as soon as he moves the van, it picks up every person and vehicle that passes. We had 97 notifications the other morning. Wowee. Right, we've got Charles on the line. Charles, you good? Not too bad, thank you. Um, My phone is lit. about to die: Well, let's get, give it one last go here, Charles. Tell us the thing yeah. that winds you up. Uh, it's the uh, McDonald's chip fryer uh, when the chips are ready. and they're nice and cooked. Right. What kind of noise is that for people who've not heard it? Uh, it's quite a high-pitched leaping noise. It's just
1: beep. So how and how often
2: does it insane.
1: how often does it go off when you are working there then, Charles?
2: I don't even work there. It's just any time it is involved. You just hear it in the background when you're
0: ordering, and it just drives me mad. Brilliant. So you're in the queue, and it winds you up you can hear their chip fryer thing going off. His phone's gone. It's gone. Uh, Paul
1: says, lads, my neighbours across the landing have gone away skiing for a week and their smoke alarm battery is dying. It's giving a sharp beep every 33 seconds or something. I can hear it in my flat. I am about to smash the door in and take a hammer to it.
0: Do it. Honestly, that would wind me up so much. This is how stressful these things can be. Emma says, uh, the fridge, when I'm taking food out for dinner, it starts bleeping at me after about five seconds. Same things but- happens when I'm putting things into the fridge. I hate my fridge, she says.
1: Duncan, the worst electronic sound is? It's it's the indicator in your car.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? What? You're sat at a junction for ages, and it's like... (laughs) It's just so annoying. It flashes you on your dashboard. When you go around the corner, it turns off,
0: so... Why does it need to make a noise? Can I just say, I I love the sound that indicators make in cars. I think it's so kind of comforting, particularly if it's raining as well and you've got an indicator going on. It feels so nice and cosy. I've never heard in my life anyone have a problem with indicator sound.
2: (laughs) Maybe me.
1: (laughs) It's really weird that you've brought this up, Duncan, because in the car the other day, I was sat there at a junction like yourself, the indicator going off, it was very quiet in the car, and I started to think to myself, where is this sound coming from? because it's not coming out of the radio speakers and I put my head forward to the dashboard, I couldn't hear it coming out of the wheel, but I didn't go that step further and think,
0: what's the point? (laughs) Oh, well, there we go. But where... It's a good point. (laughs) Where where does it come from? I've never really thought about that. Where the hell does that thing come from? I have no idea. Duncan, I feel like you're backing out of the remainder of this conversation with Richie and I. (laughs) 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 He started it
1: Where does the sound come from uh, When you have the indicators on in the car This text here says The indicator click comes From the relay in the fuse box Clicking on and off
0: Wow, and and someone else has gone one further, actually getting annoyed with the person who phoned in earlier on to suggest that uh, indicator noise was the most annoying electrical noise. He says, you had someone call in about the indicator in the car being annoying. It's not electrical noise. It's a magnetic relay, as the other tech said, that makes and breaks a physical connection repeatedly. That's the noise you hear, and also why your indicator flashes twice as fast when one is broken.
1: Did not know any of this. It's an educational show. Never have anyone tell you otherwise.
0: This is Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Well, I feel like we've, uh, because we've been ships in the night, strangers in the night, Richie, uh, not being in, in at the same time because I was on holiday and you were on holiday, we've not had a debrief about our, our little weeks off that we had. So let's start with you. How is your Edinburgh knees up?
1: Uh, (laughs) i love it it's my favorite city in the world i know that is a bold claim and there's some amazing destinations you can go to but for me why would you not want to go and spend time in a city that has a castle on top of a defunct volcano
0: that is awesome and in terms of going to edinburgh um what percentage of it in terms of your enjoyment is the train trip because there's a lot of i would say in your social media over over that weekend 70% yeah. 70% train pictures, uh, 30% you and Natalie out doing stuff.
1: 70% enjoyment is the train. I have to be quite frank because it's, uh, it's a good it's a good four-hour train journey up there. That east coast north of Newcastle up to Edinburgh is just beautiful. It's one of the best train rides you can do. You like going along the top of a cliff. It's
0: brilliant. If, if the people who run the Caledonia Sleeper uh, are listening to this now, get us on there. I'd love to, have you ever been on that? I'd love to go on that thing where you go to sleep. You go to sleep, you wake up in Scotland.
1: Uh, you do, yeah. You uh, you you can wake up in uh, Inverness or Aberdeen or uh, Edinburgh or, if you're unlucky, Glasgow.
0: Uh, all sorts of places. Yeah, I mean, it's like waking up in a location you weren't expecting, without the kind of. Uh hazard or jeopardy of being kidnapped so uh get us involved with a bit of that uh just a quick thing on my on uh hadrian's wall i was gonna say jacob's ladder that's an entirely different weekend uh what a beautiful part of the world that is absolutely gorgeous and the wall was great we had a little felt bad walking actually on the wall you know like a kid on the way to school so it's a couple of times i got up on it and was told to get down by a couple of friends so uh sorry here's a question here's a question
1: hadrian's wall was meant to be like boundary between england and scotland but isn't it a little bit further south
0: yes i i i think the boundaries moved quite a few times as time's gone on uh and the the uh i'm normally the one i mean do you remember school trips where you went to go around the historical things you just wanted to th- wanted to end it all it was awful yeah but the the uh actual center around hadrian's wall brilliant little cafe doing Soup in a Sandwich, which is a a meal combo you don't see enough these days, but also all the stuff they found down there, like little tiny Roman shoes and little horses hats and gloves and uh, boxing, uh, like, you know, pads and gloves for for sparring and everything as well. So, if you want to learn about your Roman history, get yourself down to Vindolanda. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's a Wednesday night home of the Midweek Games nights.
1: Now, Bush, when you were a kid, did you used to have a piggy bank?
0: Do you know what? I didn't. I didn't do any saving then. I I don't do any saving now.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, my four-year-old son, Rocco, has a Finding Nemo uh, piggy bank. And yesterday, through boredom, uh, we decided that we would empty it and see how much money he had in there. But I thought to myself, hang on a sec. Before we actually go ahead and do this, let's capture the moment and see if he can guess how much is in there. How much money do you think is in there?
2: I don't know. Have a guess. Mm-hmm. Eighteen.
1: Eighteen pounds.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, we'll see.
0: Now I'm in a, you know, I don't know how much is in there at the moment. Just giving a little shake. It sounds like there's a fair bit of money in there. Is it like an old-fashioned? Um, is it quite a big one or a little tiny? What kind of size Nemo is this?
1: Uh, size of Nemo, I would say you
0: are looking at two clenched fists. One unusual uh, unit of measurement. I appreciate (laughs) that on a Wednesday (laughs) Never seen anything like it. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, yeah, that's the size of Nemo. He's given it a shake. Let's have a listen to that shake one more time. How much money do you think is in there? That is tonight's... Midweek games night. You can call us right now. Oh three three oh one two three twelve fifteen. That number again. Oh three three oh one two three twelve fifteen. You've got until six thirteen to give us a call. And guess how much is in there?
0: And if you guess it, you win the money in Rocco's piggy bank. Good for you. Oh no, that's that would that would be really in <laughs> No, unfair. no, Pork no, 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 no. Uh, What you will win is we're going get, to whoever gets the closest to this. Right, is that how we're going to work it closest to it. will take five callers. Yes. Uh, so you could get yourself a much coveted Absolute Radio token. Bag featuring home time tea towel, home time face mask, yes, still a thing, home time badge, and of course a signed strange Polaroid photo that Richie and I took of ourselves <laughs> one evening when we were here at work. <laughs> right then, let's go to the phones. Who's first up for what we call in this game, Richie, by the way? Before we get stuck into this caller here. Guess how much is in the box? Guess how much is in the box? Who we got on the line?
2: It, it's Dave from Solid Hole.
1: Right. Uh, Dave, how much was in the money box?
0: I reckon £8.21. Ooh. OK, locked in. OK, Dave, not bad so far. Uh, let's go to another call here. Who's this on the line? David Ingham. Kevin? Is it Kevin?
2: Not David Ingham.
0: David Ingham. David, where are you calling from? <laughs> I'm
2: on 50 at the moment, heading to Stork. I'm from Oldham originally.
0: Brilliant. I can hear the Hovis music as you talk, my friend. I love that voice. <laughs> now we've had your life history, could you give us a
1: guess of how much is in the money box? £96.40, tuppence.
0: Whoa! £96.40?
2: Tuppence as well. Don't
0: forget the tuppence. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't want to use one of my nan's phrases, but I don't think Rocco's made a money. Sounds like he is if he's got that. <laughs> Good to speak to you. Uh, let's get another call in. Who's this on the line right now? Who's this? Hi there, it's Ollie. Ollie in the house. Ollie, where are you calling from? Darby. OK. All right.
1: <laughs> uh, what is Darby guessing, Ollie? How much is in the box?
0: £57.83. That's quite a lot of money. That's a, the, you, you hearing that when he was shaking it, Rocco? Yeah, he said it was two fish clenched together. I think there could be a bit of money in there, to be fair. <laughs> ah, he's going on the ah. fist thing. Interesting. Hoisted by your own petard, Richie, as the phrase goes. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we go on to the uh, next line. Who's this on the line right now?
2: Hi, it's
0: Chloe. Chloe, pure clarity. Yeah. Where are you calling from this evening?
2: I'm calling from Manchester.
0: All right. Are you feeling confident about guessing how much money Rocco's got?
2: Um, yeah, a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, we've had a spectrum of, uh, of guesses. Uh, let's see what you're going with, Chloe. I'm
2: going to go with £45. Pounds.
1: £45, nice round guess. Interesting.
0: You can even hear Rocco kicking off in the background, which is fantastic. So as we try and get <laughs> so much money, he's got in his piggy bank. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> All right, so one final call then at uh, this point in the show. Who's this on the line?
2: This is Ellie.
0: Ellie, good to have you on board. Are you feeling confident?
2: Yes, I am, boss.
1: All right. Ellie, you are our final contestant. How much is in the piggy bank? £14.82.
2: 14 82 pence.
1: Very Very specific, specific,
0: very specific.
1: Thank you very much, Ellie. Right, um, maths is famously not my strong point. I think I know who the winner is. Calculations and checks will be done next, and then we'll
0: find out who's won. We've been asking you how much money is in there. We've got all of the people who've guessed so far back on the line, but there can be only one winner, Richie. After
1: counting up that money box there was 37 pounds and 22 pence in there which means with your very round 45 pound guess you've just won. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> amazing that's the most <laughs> underwhelmed I think I've ever heard of hey listen Chloe let's get down to brass tacks on this you've just bagged yourself a absolute radio tote bag with a home time tea towel in there a face mask a badge and a signed Polaroid a photo of Richie and I doing something in the studio
2: oh brilliant
0: that's not I bad. think that's why she was underwhelmed <laughs> that's what it is <laughs>
2: I'm most excited for
0: the polaroid. <laughs> you should be. We've seen them. They're unbelievable. <laughs> Chloe, what an amazing <laughs> Wednesday night you're having.
2: Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. The Daily Takeaway. Bush Daily Takeaway.
1: I've got the ingredients list for the toning essence. Tomato, lemon, orange, melon, rosemary, basil, mandarin, lime and ginger. It says it'll leave your skin singing.
0: I think uh, your other half, Natalie, might be buying stuff online from CAD file.
1: You're from a cat farm. I do.